the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, your comments, and your concerns. Well, you may or may not be aware that there is a war raging all around us. It's not a war of guns and missiles. However, in the end, it may prove to be just as deadly. It's not a war over land and territories, but it is a war to capture and influence the hearts and minds of our society. It is, in fact, a cultural war. So tonight we bring you part four in our series discussing 10 cultural and current issues that affect us as individuals, that affect our families, that affect our churches, our communities, and our world at large. These cultural and current issues not only affect us, but can lead us in the wrong directions, away from God and away from our fellow man. The real issue is how do we respond to these 10 cultural and current issues from a biblical and apologetic perspective? Well, for the answer to these questions and much, much more, stay tuned, for we are not pretending we are Contending for the faith, Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that uh, wonderful, challenging introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be blessed, encouraged, and uh, discipled in the Lord. That's the key thing that Contending for the Faith is all about. We're committed to discipling you in the Lord. The word Christian is mentioned three times in the Bible, and the word disciple is mentioned over 269 times. What does that tell you? And it tells us a whole lot, and we need to be committed to the principles of discipleship and following the teachings of Jesus. Now, uh, we've been talking, as Brother Gary said, on this uh, subject dealing with uh, this subtitle, not woke up, but awaken up, you know, and our text is built on Romans 13 and verse 11, because the Bible doesn't talk about woke, but awaken. And we need to let people know that when we're communicating with them on an apologetic level, that we are to be awakened to the spirit of God and what Jesus has taught us Uh, through the Word of God. And the Apostle Paul says in Romans 13 and verse 11, and that knowing, see, this is important for you to know, the time, that now is high time to awake. There's your word, awake, not awoke. Awake, out of sleep, not woke, but 
awake, out of sleep. Oh, there's so many people asleep today. They're asleep more spiritually than physically. And that uh, sleepy spirit can take you right to hell. And you got to wake up before it's too late. He says, and that knowing that the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. And now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Now, the Bible uses the word, doesn't use the word woke, but awaken. And I have to emphasize that over and over so we can get it really in our spirit and in our mind. You're either woke or awaken. And uh, if you get into woke, you will be broke uh, without the Lord. And you don't want to go there. Now, there are uh, 10 current and cultural things that has nothing to do with God nor his word. And we have been getting calls during the week and uh, emails and texts, and people have been saying this series has really been a blessing to them because they needed answers to deal with this current and cultural war that we're in today. And that's what we're committed to, First Peter 3 and 15. Be ready to give an answer to every man that asks of you a reason to hope to send you with meekness and fear. Now, let me review this, and we want you to get your notes and paper and your pen and your Bibles and take notes. Now, number one, we said, we talked about, I talked about postmodern relativism. Uh, now, what is this? Uh, this is the belief that there is no divine absolute, and relativism tends to follow postmodernism and makes everything in our current culture relative to their life uh, apart from the teachings of the Bible and Christ and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Number two, what does the word woke mean? Uh, a woke word means here, uh, mentally, it is one heightening one's awareness to all of the current cultural changes and apply those changes to their lives without God being anywhere in the picture. He's nowhere in the picture. See, God doesn't change, but our world and people in it change all the time. You know, it tells us in, uh, you know, Malachi 3, God changed not. Hebrews 13, talking about Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Number three, what is critical race theory? That's a good question. It is just what they call themselves, a theory, and wants to blame everything on a systematic racism and uses critical race theory to not unify the people, but to divide the people by putting race before grace, skin, before sin and physical pigmentation, before biblical revelation. That's it in a nutshell. And then number four, uh, what is Equality Act mean? What does the, the word Equality Act mean? Now, let me kind of build on this here. This is going to be the fourth point. What does uh, the word Equality Act mean? Now, I want you to be uh, on your guards. I want you to put on the full armor of God daily, because if you don't get equipped, you will get whipped by the enemy. I want you to understand that what this current cultural war is all about today, and Satan is trying to do, they have a phrase now that says, and you might want to write this down, that uh, they say, gay is the new black. Gay is the new black. 
And it's interesting that uh, that uh, that civil rights, this civil rights person, uh, Michael Gross, uh, in the article of The Advocate, in which he uh, uses the popular phrase, gay is the new black. Gross is not o- alone uh, with this view, but back in 2005 at a banquet, Julian Bunn, the former head of the NAACP, said sexual parallelism to race, uh, disposition of parallelism to race. Uh, and it's emphasized, I was born this way, I have no choice. See, what they're trying to do is uh, say that the gay issues today is a civil rights issue. And just like the blacks went through uh, the Civil Rights Act and that we have an act too where we need to uh, be defended against racism of us. Now, you can't put those two together because uh, the Bible doesn't uh, support the gay position. It supports people attacking uh, races and, and it, it attacks racism, but it doesn't support a man with a man and a woman with a woman and the changing of one's uh, sexual uh, orientation. Now, let me get into this number four. What is the Equality Act mean? Now, this is what it means. The Equality Act refers to the amends the Civil Rights Act to include sexual orientation and gender identity, forbidding the appeal to Religious Freedom Restoration Act. This means that many faith-based religious organizations could not deny employment based upon an applicant's sexuality and the transgender surgeries would be required of faith-based hospitals in addition uh, to other potential restrictions of religious freedom. So the Equality Act is a satanic redefinition of the historical word of equality going back to the civil rights movement of the 1960s, an attack upon four Fs. They are attacking our faith, that's the first F. Secondly, uh, our family. Uh, Number three, the third F, freedom. And number four, friends in Christ, the body of Christ. Now, the Bible teaches that we should pray for our governing authorities and leaders in power so that they would allow us to live a godly and Christian life where Christians can freely live the Christian life based upon biblical convictions. Now, we see in 1 Timothy 2 and verse 2, 1 Timothy 2 and verse 2, it talks about, and I can go to verse 1, really, 1 Timothy 2 and 1, where it talks about, I exhort, and it's talking about praying for the leaders, I exhort, therefore, that first all supplication and prayers, intercession, giving of thanks be made for all men. So we are to pray for the leaders of our country. I know it's good to, I know it's it's good for a lot of people just to get into the criticism, and uh, it has its place, you know. But are you praying for the leaders of our country? Uh, you know, I hear a lot of people complaining all the time, and we have some justifiable complaints. 
But if you just hear people complaining all the time and never praying for the leaders of our country, I think churches need to get together, leaders need to get together and pray that God do some moving upon this government, this government that's turned uh, America upside down and trying to destroy America. You know, America is not the way it used to be. It is leaning in the direction of communism, socialism, Marxism, uh, and apostatism. Now, uh, 1 Timothy 2 and verse 2 says, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. So uh, the time that we are to stand up against the government is when the government uh, uh, comes against uh, our uh, moral Christian values, Judeo-Christian values, and what we stand for in the Word of God. That's why the Apostle Peter said in Acts 5 and 29, but Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than man. And when uh, the governmental systems uh, attack our Christian faith, we can't be silenced. We can't be uh, secret agents, undercover agents. We got to be change agents. We got to be the salt of the world. We got to preserve this world. We got to also be the light of the world. And that's what Christ commanded us to do. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. God is calling upon us to be change agents, not secret agents, not undercover agents, but to blow our cover and to reach a lost world. You remember Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. Now, uh, somebody has asked me before, uh, when will the end of the world come? i got an answer for you, my friend. Look at Matthew 24. Jesus said the end will not come until the gospel has been preached all across the world. Are you preaching the word of God? Are you apologetically standing firm for the truth of God? Or or you're not compromising, confusing, and contradicting those three C's. We got so many churches doing that. So many people that claim to be Christians doing that, tickling people's ears. And uh, that's why Paul says the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers who will tickle their ears, and the truth of God shall be made into mythology. Not theology, but mythology. We're living in that day and age today, and we pray that God will bring upon the churches a revival, and that's the important thing today. Revival got to start in our hearts, and then it starts in the church, and that's the only solution for our world today. You're not going to find an answer in politics. You're not going to find it in even Bible colleges or seminaries. You're going to find it by Christians being committed to doing what God says in the Word of God, committed to God what He says, and then following what Jesus said. You want a revival to take place? Follow Jesus over any professor, any religion, any cult, any, uh, uh, even your pastor. You got to follow Jesus over everything else. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but by me. So we pray right now that you, if you if you have not been following what the, the Lord has been saying through me regarding Jesus Christ, we're going to ask you to do three, three R's right now. 
right now we're going to pray with you and you pray this prayer right now dear lord i first of all the first are recognize that i'm a sinner the second are i repent of my sins the third are i receive you as my lord and savior lord make a change in my heart help me to follow you as the true king of king and lord of lords that I'll be loyal to you and faithful to you and obedient to you because that's the true sign. And Lord, may we not let anything, uh, any uh, marriage that's contrary to the way you designed it and said that uh, the church, the marriage of uh, a man and a woman it is Christian is resembles Christ and the church. Christ is married to the church and that's blasphemy for anybody to try to change up what Christ has designed in terms of what the Bible teaches in Christ being married to the church. To change that up is blasphemy. So we ask these things in Jesus' name. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Give us a call if you have questions or comments. If you need prayer, maybe somebody out there prayed the prayer with Dr. Buckner earlier, and now you have accepted Christ and you want to know what the next steps are. Well, we'll be glad to take you through it. We also want to take this opportunity to thank all of you who have been long-term listeners and supporters of Contending for the Faith. We've been on the air for a very, very long time, and many of you were right there when we first started, almost 20 years ago. (laughs) And uh, we know you've been praying ever since because we're still here. God has honored those prayers. We're still here. We also want to thank those of you who have partnered with us financially to keep this ministry on the air. Uh, it does cost about 400 a, a week for us to do this broadcast. And uh, Dr. Buckner and I don't take a salary. All the funds, all the, all the donations go right back into paying for broadcast airtime. So it's vitally important that you are consistent in prayer and also consistent in your giving to this ministry. Uh, We can't thank you enough. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, uh, Tiburon, California, T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just go online to Contending Faith. Dot org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. We also want to uh, kind of encourage you, if you are uh, 
at a local church in the Bay Area, you might want to consider inviting Dr. Buckner to come out to your church to provide a seminar, preach a sermon, uh, do all kinds of, uh, there's all kinds of opportunities for you to learn and to grow and to be equipped and take advantage of his over 50 years of experience and knowledge. He's been at many, many churches in the Bay Area, and they all have one thing to say after he's finished done <laughs> speaking, and that this was amazing, right? We learned so much. We've been so blessed. We've been so encouraged. We're equipped now, um, and on and on and on. So we want to encourage you. Uh, you can reach Dr. Buckner. Give him a call at area code 415-721-1778 and see if you can get your pastor to agree to uh, doing a seminar on apologetics, Trinity, all types of uh, topics are available. Uh, It's a great opportunity for you to be equipped, for your church to be equipped. Um, It's an amazing time. So we want to encourage you. Give Dr. Buckner a call once again at area code 415-721-1778. All right, Dr. Buckner, about ready to to get into these calls tonight. Yes, and I want to uh, share something with the callers before we do get into the uh, Mm -hmm. calls, uh, Brother Gary. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of you uh, who have been with us with Contending for the Faith um, have uh, followed us. And most of you, uh, you know, know of uh, Minister uh, Frederick Manning Jr. And he, um, uh, I met him many years ago and uh, he was speaking at a church in Oakland. And uh, after I heard him speak, uh, he, uh, you know, knew my voice from Continuing for the Faith and said he listened to me. So we built a friendship. And then we also, uh, uh, you know, eventually, when Rick got sick, he was our phone counselor for Continuing for the Faith, and uh, Minister Manning uh, got mentored by Rick and uh, took over that position for a long time until the COVID hit. So, and Minister Manning um, was uh, into a lot of uh, things in terms of ministry, and he uh, would visit our church occasionally. Uh, we have some sad news to say that Minister Manning is no longer uh, in our midst today. Uh, he was shot uh, last Friday and uh, he's, he's passed on. And so we, our hearts are saddened uh, by that. He was 52 years of age, a young man. And so we want to encourage everybody uh, out in Radio Land to uh, pray for him. Uh, he was also a part of my class at the um, East Bay Baptist Association office uh, with uh, many of you who hear me on the radio was a part of that with Manning, Minister Manning involved with that and uh, we had um, uh, just recently as a professor at uh, Gateway Seminary in Fremont uh, we, had a, uh, we had a graduation I had my cap and gown and with the students and many of the students that was in my classes um, we had like a little uh, picnic thing there, there at the seminary. And um, so they told me, they said, Dr. Buckner, go upstairs and you uh, will be able to see a big picture of you up on upstairs. So I went upstairs and I was uh, shocked because when I went upstairs, it was a picture of me 
and Minister Manning uh, on that picture together because he came by my class and sat in one time. So we want everybody out there to pray for Minister Manning family, uh, and we will keep you posted on uh, the funeral and stuff around that. Brother Gary, you want to say anything uh, around that as well? Because I knew you uh, had interaction with Minister Manning and Vince too. And so I'm going to let you share a few things too before we get to our first caller. You know, uh, Brother Manning had a wonderful spirit. He was always full of joy. Every time you see him, big smile on his face. And he was uh, an expert fisherman. He would come in with uh, huge catches of fish. But God tapped him one day and said, just like Peter, you're going to be a fisher of men. He had a heart for uh, witnessing and evangelism and loved the Lord. And so it's, it's a tragic thing, and he will be sorely missed. Amen. Surely, surely, that's really true. Okay, so uh, we're going to get to uh, our uh, first caller. And is that Brother Rick? Yes, it is. Brother Rick, how are you doing? I'm blessed. How about yourself? Uh, we're truly blessed. And before you get to your question, you had a lot of uh, interaction with uh, Minister Manning. You mentored him for uh, Continue for the Faith as well as, uh, you know, he visited our church and and you were in the class with him at the East Bay Baptist Association. We're going to open up the floor for you to also say some things uh, in terms of your memory of him and before we get to your question. I just, uh, I, I, admire, I admire the fact that I'm Minister Manning here at for the class. The other thing which uh, I, I admired about him I had the privilege of training him to do, to do my role and continue for the faith as a phone counselor. So it was a privilege to work with him. He had a, he, he developed a really excellent way with people, very personable, and he learned along the way. He grew, at, grew in it. Those things I'm going to sorely miss around him. Absolutely. Thank you, Brother Rick. Appreciate that. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get to your question. What's, what's, what's on your heart tonight? Okay. In the scriptures, what is Paul, what is Paul rebuke those who don't, who don't want to work? Oh, that's a good question, Rick, uh, because the Lord has called upon us to be people that's industrious and that we work and we are not lazy. Um, the idling time is the devil's workshop. If you don't find something to do, he'll find something for you to do. And uh, Solomon, even in the Proverbs, talks about the ant. You can learn from the ant how busy she is and she works and she stores up for the winter. And then so she got a little small brain, but sometimes that little small brain is bigger than most people's brains because uh, there's a lot of people that are lazy and don't want to work. And the Apostle Paul addresses this issue of being lazy because uh, if you look in your Bibles at uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, 
Second Thessalonians chapter three and verses, uh, I would say, uh, 10 and 11 uh, in Second Thessalonians chapter three, it says, verse 10, for even when we were with you, this we commanded you that if any would not work, notice that, would not work, neither should he eat. <laughs> uh, you know, you're just not going to get that supply, uh, necessities that you need if you don't work. You know, you got bills to pay, you got food, you got a family, you got, you know, take care of things, you got to work. And then verse 11 says, for we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all. Notice he mentioned that again, working not at all, but are busybodies. You know, there's some people like that. They just, uh, and it's somewhat more like that even in the church. They don't get involved with exercising their gifts, but they can exercise the gift of complaint. They exercise the gift of division, the gift of, you know, sowing discord among the brethren. And these are things that God says in Proverbs 6 that he hates. And they're just busybodies. They just go around disrupting the church and dividing the church. And But they're not working for the kingdom of God. And you know what? The thing that we got to remember in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 3, it says that every man will be judged according to his work. You better start working not only uh, spiritually and find out what your gifts are, but you better start working on a physical level, you know, financial level, you know, so you won't get yourself in a lot of trouble. Now, uh, I do want to add to this scripture uh, another point to this Second Thessalonians chapter 3, is that uh, the specific related, the related working, uh, that Paul is emphasizing here is working diligently, you know, uh, to earn one's living through uh, uh, work. And the Apostle Paul, even though he is an apostle and the church supported him, he still on the side chose to not depend upon that only. That's why he was a tent maker. And look at uh, Peter and them, they were fishermen. And look at Matthew, a tax collector. They had jobs on the side that they did, and they weren't lazy men. And God just can't use no lazy man or lazy woman. You just got to get off your glutamous maximums and start getting busy for the Lord. Don't be a busybody, but busy for the Lord. That's what God is calling us to do. So, uh, hopefully, Rick, this has kind of added something to what you've uh, been thinking, and especially this scripture here in Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 3 and verses uh, 10 and 11. Hopefully that's helped you out. And the last thing the Lord wants us to be a, a critics, because when we do work, we want to build other people, people up to work. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's part that's being a uh, fellowship. That's right. I just need to add that to it. hmm That's so true. Do you have any uh, prayer requests before we, we have probably go to a commercial break, but we can get a prayer in for you. 
pray for me, especially around um, around building my core muscles. That's probably the uh, biggest thing that's uh, getting in my way right now. And, and pray for strength to keep uh, to keep keep working at it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We pray, Lord God, that you would supply him with strength. Lord God, we know you're an ever-present help in time of trouble. You're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. And Lord God, we know that you're able to strengthen uh, Brother Rick at his core, Lord God, that you would help him in this area, that you would encourage him in this area, that you give him new strength and vitality. And Lord God, that you would be with him in all that he does. Encourage him, bless him, and uh, keep him going in the faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Rick. God bless you, brother. All right. It's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults. Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, I'm Gary Bell. And once again, we just want to thank all of you who have been long-term listeners and long-term supporters of Contending for the Faith. Um, There's two ways that you can donate. There's two ways that you can participate in this ministry through your financial giving. One, address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. That's a P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. You can donate by going online to contendingfaith.org contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. You know, it's the summertime and a lot of people are going on vacation, but we just want to encourage you. Don't go on vacation from your prayers. Don't go on vacation from your devotions. Don't go on vacation from your giving because God wants you to keep all of those cylinders firing. And, uh, you know, it's so easy to lose track of time, lose track of of your routines when you're on vacation and all of a sudden you're not praying, you're not in the word, you're not giving. Um, so be careful. You know, we don't want you to fall out of, out of important, uh, important uh, habits, especially when it comes to your devotions to the Lord. Well, it's time for us to get back to the callers. Our next caller is Jermaine. I think he's waiting online too. Brother Jermaine, Hello. how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well. Oh, good. Always good to hear your voice, my brother. And uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was very, you, I was uh, saddened by the news of Brother Frederick. He was a wonderful brother in the Lord. I enjoyed talking with him. Yes, I was uh, just thinking about that with you because you met him as well and had time uh, fellowshipping with him. And uh, do you want to say anything in regards to your memory of him? Yeah, I can uh, say you know he, before I met him, he he just had kind of an infectious personality. He, I can I can almost feel him smiling through the phone, uh, talking with him, and he was just really enthusiastic about 
the work he was doing at contending for the faith and for the Lord. And he even texted me a few times, and, you know, I'm going to have to go back and get some of those texts. But just, you know, just, just a wonderful person. I really just enjoyed the time of fellowship with him, and uh, he'll be missed. But, you know, I know we're going to see him again, so it's kind of bittersweet. Amen, brother. What a that sums it up right there. Appreciate you uh, giving us that input around your relationship with Frederick. I'm sure a lot more people will be calling in throughout the weeks, uh, throughout each Saturday to share some things. And what's on your heart tonight, my brother? Well, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the the CERN project that they're working on overseas, but the premise is they're basically trying to. It sounds like Pierce reality and get into antimatter and other dimensions is what i mean it sounds like some out of a movie but that's what they're saying and uh i know even atheists like before he passed even hawking and some other people were concerned about these experiments about them being potentially very dangerous to humanity but i um what really got my attention besides the audacity of what they're attempting is the fact that they had the Hindu goddess, I guess, uh, Shiva. Right. There's a statue dedicated to that particular experiment, and some people are playing ignorant, but when you put those things together, it just seems kind of ominous, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on just how far people are allowed to go before they, they kind of tick off God, where it's almost like a, a Tower of Babel situation. Like, are, are we allowed to push things this far? You know. So I just want to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, that's a good question, and I'm familiar with what you're talking about. I've studied it. Um, it's really a sign of the end of time um, that Satanism will, you know, continue to grow in our world. And it's also a sign of the strong delusion that uh, it talks about in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that because they rejected the truth that... God will send them strong delusions that they will believe a lie than the truth. This is all about a lie. This uh, study gets into the dark matter, uh, current project, uh, the structure outside of dedication to Shiva. And, you know, there's three gods of Hinduism, uh, Brahma, uh, Vishnu, and Shiva. And these are these uh, satanic gods that, uh, and I say satanic because anything that's not, the God of the Bible is satanic. Uh, a little bit more about the current CERN uh, project says that they probe the uh, they probe the fundamental structure of the particles that make up everything around us, and they say that they do this by using the world's largest and most complex scientific instruments. CERN uh, is a uh, European research organization that operates the largest. Uh, operations around physics laboratory in the world. It was established in uh, 1954, and it's based on the Geneva, Switzerland. Now, outside of CERN, there are structures of Shiva, the Hindu god. This uh, structure was a gift of the turn from India to celebrate uh, India's association with it. And... Uh, it's, it's strong today in the Hindu religion. So this is like a counterfeit, a satanic counterfeit that's duping people, manipulating people, 
and you're going to fall. People are going to fall for the lie when they don't know the truth because uh, the truth will make people free and it will protect them from these sort of uh, satanic substitutes and counterfeit errors. So uh, this is a little bit uh, of my knowledge on the subject matter. Um, you always bring up some really good questions around things today in our world. And hopefully by you and I talking about this, it'll be a wake up call to a lot of people out there listening tonight to not go there and don't be deceived by this because Satan is masterful at appearing as an angel of light uh, to deceive people. And if you don't have your discernment cap on, uh, you can easily, and don't know the basic fundamentals of the Christian faith, you can easily uh, be deceived by this, this satanic nonsense that we're talking about right now. So hopefully I've added to uh, what you've uh, studied on this, and uh, we need to continue to pray for people involved with this and also uh, people who are thinking about going into it. Uh, hopefully that's helped you out. Yeah, it helped me out a lot, and uh, yeah, I appreciate your, your wisdom on that. And when, when do you have any, any prayer requests before we let you go as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm helping some family members with a, a rental dispute, and I could use some prayer around that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we would need to definitely pray for you around that. Uh, people are nowadays are so uh, satanically influenced with division and anger, and people are uh, got guns on them. Uh, we try to encourage people to really be careful. So be careful what you're doing in the dispute. Uh, people like that gotta sometimes allow the legal professions to come in and do the work. Because a lot of times when you get in the middle of stuff, uh, especially stuff that is shaky and breaky, uh, people can uh, start pulling out guns or blazing. So just be careful and exercise a lot of wisdom and knowledge. So we need to pray for you around that, Brother Gary. Mm-hmm. Lord, we just uh, lift up Brother Jermaine and we pray a hedge of protection and wall of fire around him. We pray that you give him supernatural wisdom, creativity, imagination, and favor, Lord God. And Lord God, help him to discern when to be active and when to step back, Lord God, that uh, you would always keep them safe, keep all the parties safe. We pray to be a situation uh, that isn't one where it generates a lot of heat and no light. But we pray, Lord God, that you would bring this to a, a, a healthy and peaceful conclusion, Lord God. And we'll be careful to give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. Thank you, Brother Jermaine. God bless you, Brother. All right. Thank you. All right, well, let's quickly get to Sophia. Sophia, how you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. Um, it's good to talk to you. I was wondering, I don't know if I'm going to have time to get to my, my thoughts, but I, I must uh, please allow me to give a personal testimony about Frederick. It's a little different because I don't know him in the way you did, and, and Jermaine even met them, of course, Rick. Uh, but it's very, it, uh, may I do that? Yes. Oh, yes, please. Okay, well, the first time I called, you might remember, I didn't even know a lot of words. I was really embarrassed because of my English. 
and it was all new, and I wanted to call in, but then I got cold feet because I thought they're going to think, who is it? I didn't even know a lot of words, and, and I just wanted to call in. And then Frederick, he was so wonderful, and he encouraged me, and I, I, I was so embarrassed I was going to hang up, and he was so gentle and so kind. He said, oh, no, I hear you loud and clear. I understand what you're saying. And I even corrected me. I said, is this how you say the word? And he corrected me. And it's because of him. And we have to remember, we can make a difference like you never, you, sometimes you don't know. If it weren't for his kindness, I don't think, I, I think I would have hung up and been too afraid to call into a radio show, for heaven's sake. I never did that before. And I thought I'm going to be embarrassed myself and they won't want to hear me. And it was because of him. And now, because of him, and his kindness, and, and, and every time he called in, I just hear his voice. It makes me so happy. And now I have, now have grown so much with contending for the faith. So look what he did. By being kind, it allowed me to be secure enough to call in. And now I'm grown in my faith. I have a long way to go. Brother Rick will tell you that. But now I can maybe help others and minister. So what Frederick did was open the whole gates, and we never know how we're going to affect someone. And, and he had a tremendous effect on me and then the other people in my lifetime I can touch. And I know for a fact, I don't know for a fact, but I know God is saying, you know what, Frederick, you're so valuable. We need you up here in heaven right now. So you answer the phones for us up here. But he was a wonderful man, and we never know. We never know. Just that little kindness to encourage someone has now made my faith stronger so then for the rest of my life I can pass it along. So I want if his family's listening or anybody listening to know, we never know. That's why we have to be a disciple, as you say, it's 200 times in the Bible. And, and I just had to say that I'm sorry, I, I, I'm rambling on, but he was so important. And, and I, 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 I'm at a loss for words, and my heart is breaking, but as Jermaine said, we'll all see him again. But he was wonderful, and so we have to be bold like he was. We have to be kind, and we have to talk to people, minister to people, because you never know. And then that person could go on and win another soul for the Lord. So it's a good lesson. He taught us, he taught me so much. And now I understand a little act of kindness, sharing the word, sharing his patience, and his love and compassion allowed me now to understand more, but get into the word and pass it along. So I just wanted—I'm not making sense, I know, because I'm—I'm I'm so upset. But yeah, I hope right. you understand what I'm saying. You're making a lot of sense, at and never tell yourself that you're not. And you don't know how much you have blessed me, Gary, and Vince, and our staff, and other people out there listening, because we never knew. Uh, that side of, you know, Minister Manning with you on the phone. And sometimes we never know those things until people bring it out. And we are so moved by that. Brother Gary said it earlier that Brother Manning had such an outgoing, loving personality, and he was good with people. And just to hear you talk about the little kindness and the personableness and his patience. We throw in there patience as well, uh, that it opened up the door to build confidence in you that everything will be all right. You just call in and you stepped out on faith as a result of that. 
and look at where you're at right now. It's because of the Lord uh, working through Minister Manning on behalf of of uh, opening up that door for you. So, Brother Gary, you want to add to this what uh, she said? Well, you know, I think she said it best. Um, and it's just a, you, you never know how things are uh, affecting people. You never know how one simple act of kindness can make a huge difference. Um, I was at a friend of mine's celebration today. He celebrated 30 years in ministry and they got started by going to rest home um, and visiting room by room. And I went with them on several occasions and the people at that time were so desperate for uh, companionship, for for, uh, someone to come. They would kiss your hand and they would weep because we were there. And, you, you know, those small things, they seem like a small thing to us, but it was just huge uh, to them. Yeah, God uses those. I hear yeah. the music. God uses yeah. those little small things. And that's why it says, if you're faithful and little, God will bless you in much, Jesus said. Just the little things. And so, Sophia, thank you so for that wonderful testimony. I do want to get your question that you had on your heart. Save it for next week, and we'll address that. Thank you so much, Sophia. Brother Gary. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. And once again, we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of this broadcast. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.